0: Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Today we are talking, dealing with sexual harassment. In your mind, deciding if it's a battle I want to fight. Mm. Some people give up because they feel maybe HR are complicit. Yeah. Or they'll defend this manager. Or let me rather leave because mm. I know that I'm not going to be heard out. Yeah. Um, is it Asil? Asil says, I work for Carnival UK and there's zero tolerance there. Uh if you feel uncomfortable when a person says no, it is harassment. Mm-hmm. We need this dialogue in South Africa that no means no. Maybe. There is no he's just playing hard, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. hard to get. Yeah. She is just playing hard to get. Yeah.
1: Um Nonkanyiso says back in 2012 I had to leave my job without a job because sexual harassment that I did not respond to turned to ill treatment. I was only 25 mm. and I used to cry mm-hmm. every day.
0: Dindi on Twitter says I was sexually abused by my superior for 2 years. He'd say st- stuff to me like I've always fantasized about being with no. a black girl. I was as old as his last born daughter. Wow. No. He would whip out his penis. No, guys. During working hours and ask me to touch it. You kid. And then she says, I will get his position.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, he. Al- Aluwe says, girls and women have been socialized to manage sexual advances from men with statements like, if you're not interested, move along. Uh Mm-hmm. That time your dignity is being violated. Mm-hmm. Your humanity is irre- irrelevant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while you're busy being objectified. Yeah,
0: that's like saying to Mpo, don't wear a short skirt, as opposed to saying to Fresh, don't rape. There you yeah.
2: go. Yeah. That's it.
0: That Now we're making it about.
2: It's Mpo's responsibility to manage your sexual fantasies. Basically. Okay.
0: Thanks for your voice notes.
3: What happened was it was my boss, it was my direct supervisor, actually. Um, He came to. I was sleeping Curtis, um, he wanted to force himself in me, and I screamed, unfortunately there was nobody in the building, um, but um, one of the girls was actually in her room, and she heard that, and after that, because uh, I was fighting, he eventually stopped, he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And what he said, he said to me, no, um, he's sorry, I must not say this thing. I must not talk about this because it's going to destroy his family. And then he left. Um, What I did, I went to my, okay, bigger boss, if I have to put it like that. And I explained what happened. And he said to me, he actually discouraged me. He said, no, but don't go and open the case. This is going to be very bad uh, for us. And it's going to look bad for the company. And what I did, I decided, no, I will go and open the. a a case with the police, with civilians, with the S.A.P.S. and I did and the case went to court and the man was found guilty of indecent assault and he was suspended for five years but I continued working with him because the magistrate asked if I had a problem actually working with him I said no I don't have a problem working with the guy but I just have a problem with his behavior I continued working with him but we 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 get along fine Um, he knows he understands that what he did was wrong so it is really scary and um especially if you're not gonna get the support from your superiors
4: uh, How have they dealt with sexual harassment in, uh, well so it happened to me while i was still an intern on my second day of work by another intern but who was about a year ahead of me so i i didn't really know who he was he sort of pinned me against the wall and told me that he's from a i'll just say he's from limpopo and obviously that means he's well gifted so i mean as an intern I was afraid to tell anyone but then eventually I did and the, the, the person I told sort of swifted under the carpet and said no he oh, just didn't know how to um, uh, court you and stuff like that so but I, I still felt you know but like it was uncomfortable so uh, yeah so um, I escalated the matter and um, still nothing was done so I mean I, I suppose I just let it slide but uh, when, the, when my boyfriend found out he sort of roughened him up a bit and I mean he just took days off work he didn't uh, open a case or anything because he knew what he had done so I suppose I mean it's not the ideal way but it, it was solved
1: can I ask a question when it comes to situations such as sexual harassment, when mm. it's not necessarily in the workplace, but it's somebody who's on the job. Mm. Like, for instance, you're going to go get your license renewed, for mm. instance. And the person who's supposed to be serving you, instead hit, hit of serving you, is busy hitting on you mm. and it's making you uncomfortable. Mm. What do you do in those kinds of instances? You
2: report him to his superiors.
1: Yeah. But sometimes when you say, can I please speak to your superior, then you are that black that's trying to get me doesn't fired. doesn't matter.
2: It has to be done.
0: I know a lady that says a guy waved at her in traffic mm-hmm. and she waved and then she kept going. Yeah. And a day later, she gets a call from a guy and he says, hi, it was me that was waving at you in traffic. Mm. So it, it happened that this guy knew someone at intelligence. Oh,
1: wow. Ah. That got
0: her details. Off
1: of her registration. Off her Wow, Wow. that's scary.
0: And she tried to follow it up and nothing happened.
1: Wow, that is very deep.
0: 29 after 8, please tell us your story. Fresh breakfast, conflict resolution Wednesday. Today we're talking about dealing with sexual harassment in your workplace. Maybe your boss pays you compliments and in your head you're trying to figure out if they are innocent compliments or they becoming uncomfortable and more and more familiarity added to them. Mm. You know yesterday when uh, the news broke about the looking into sexual harassment at the SABC mm. I was blown away about a story from SABC in Durban mm. of a guy whipping out his penis mm. and saying to this woman don't you want to come and play with it.
1: Mm. And then you must go work after that, né?
0: Yeah. Mm. Tanto on Twitter says I had to resign. The harassment came from the top boss. Mm. My immediate superior, who was a woman, endorsed it. Mm-mm. All female employees <laughs> had to kiss the guy what? as a greeting every morning. Oh,
3: that's Guys, disgusting.
1: Man.
0: She says it was disgusting. Most wow. female employees obliged.
3: Wow, wow, it's like what is wow. this?
1: Are we in crash? Are we not at work? <laughs>
0: she says I couldn't. I left.
2: I'm surprised mm. they didn't have to call him Papa.
0: They probably Ode- did. daddy. daddy. Please welcome Dr. Tsepiso Matenchi, educational psychologist. Good morning. Uh, what's up, daddy. Doc? Uh,
2: nothing much. How are you guys?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm, I'll be lying if I tell you how exactly I am. It's 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 insane what people are going through yeah. at work, and you must still show up the next day and be mm. productive.
2: Mm. Absolutely, you are supposed to somehow receive it as a compliment that at least you are special, and therefore your beauty or your brain, somebody is appreciating it, and then be grateful and then move on.
0: How do we? How do you suggest we deal with it?
2: Look, um, let's acknowledge the fact that part of why it is hidden for a long time until you know it blows up is that people, women, and it's not just women only, but people feel vulnerable. They feel exposed. They feel powerless to be able to report it. And they also do not trust that in a system, in an organization where you're coming in and everybody seems to be fine, that if you raise the alarm... Um, you would be welcome, you would be believed, and that something will be done about it, especially if somebody that is doing it is a superior. Mm. So if we begin that, we d- we then we, don't, we need to recognize that we can't just blame the burden on the victim to be able to speak out, because sometimes that's a part of the culture of the organization that makes it hard for the people mm. to speak up. Mm. And when we acknowledge that, then we're saying that the responsibility is shared by all of us. Because some of us, we watch it, I mean, the example of this woman you're speaking about at the SABC. I know, I know people that I've worked with in the media who were part of the SABC who experienced similar things. Mm. But it looks like it is accepted; it's part of the culture. And you say, "Hey, it's ubealo," mm. you know. And then we just laugh it off and we move on. So some of us are complicit in our silence because we see it, we don't raise it, we don't even tell that person. Let's do something about it, you know.
0: In, in fact, uh, there's a friend of mine in broadcasting. She worked here about 15, 20 years ago. And because she wouldn't give it up, life was made so difficult for her. She Mm. was admitted into hospital Mm. with mental issues Mm, Mm. because life was made that difficult. She eventually Mm. left the corporation
2: yeah I, I remember in one of the shows that I did on a different radio station Patizan Dacha talked about her experiences on air yes. uh, at the SABC and how traumatizing it was and that actually allowed for other people who were at the SABC to speak about it but then to think about how long it has been and, you mm-hmm. know, um, and she had to write it in her book to speak about it so mm-hmm. what happens is that if that culture because you form part of the organizational culture if you are quiet because you feel that it's happening to umpo to and Engie so you are you know they can deal with it and maybe they can't but when you are fine you don't want to lose your job mm-hmm. that's part of what actually suppresses people and keeps them in bondage that the perpetrator continues um, without any shame and without any fear that they will face the consequences because you are feeling that I, I dealt with it I'm fine now just now it's moved on to somebody else
4: Doctor am, am I overthinking stuff or things if I I, I I get a sense that women have it the hardest and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I I I feel that women have it the hardest because they have other men who believe that they either deserve it they have other women Mm -hmm. who believe that they deserve that treatment because of the way they dress Mm. Mm. and also like why why are you wearing seductive clothing yes Mm. and and also we as society we focus more on protecting the perpetrator because we're making excuses for them because mm poor was showing a bit of cleavage, what, what we expecting. So am, am I overthinking or is it the reality? You
2: are actually describing what patriarchy does to yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and that's just a set of mindset that says a man's perspective of things and your perspective as a woman, because you are in a disempowered position, even if you make certain choices that end up, they align with you, but they make you vulnerable to what the men wants, it is your fault. Mm. So you internalize it. Now the conversation we want to have to anyone who's facing sexual harassment is that you actually the the bottom line is that you feel violated. You feel aggravated. You feel uncomfortable. For as long as you feel unhappy about it, you feel uncomfortable, it is okay to say, I am feeling harassed. Because mm-hmm. it seems like, just because everybody else is, ah, oh, we are, you know, he's, he's just being fine. They, they are okay with it. They have become desensitized to It doesn't mean that you must also become desensitized with it. So the key thing is that you need to know yourself well enough to know when somebody pushes against your boundaries and crosses it over. And if you're uncomfortable, particularly with sexual harassment at work, Mm. it is okay to speak out and say, I don't want this. It has to stop. And you have to be very clear about it. And if you can't, tell somebody else. Mm. Tell somebody else. Even if it's just to write them an SMS or an email so that they are on the record, that you know on this day, At this time, this is such a thing that happened. And then you then share the responsibility. And by the way, that somebody else doesn't have to be your best friend. Mm. It also doesn't have to be your superior. It has to be somebody else. Because once you start speaking about it, somehow you claim back your power. Mm. It's no longer you dying in silence. You share the power and then you begin to realize, now I've said it out loud. It's out there in the universe. Let me see who else I can tell. Because this is not making me comfortable. And Mm -hmm. that's enough.
0: In in fact, this friend I'm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. um, uh, that left uh, this building about 15, 20 years ago spoke to another guy to say, listen, I'm being harassed mm-hmm. by my manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he laughed. It's like, I'll speak to my friend. You know how he mm-hmm. is.
1: It's uh, always like that. He wow. laughed. It's always mm-hmm. like that. He laughed. That. Really? You... you, you Doctor, you partly answered my question Mm. um, because I wanted to ask how important is it to keep a record of the different accounts of sexual harassment so that you sort of have a solid case Mm. so that if anybody were to say, but you know how this person is, you can then state, okay, fine. This person is like this, but I've observed this. They've done this to me. They've Mm. done this to so and so. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, The thing is, it's a criminal offense. Uh, part of writing the records, keeping a record Mm. and putting everything down, is that you are actually saying he has to be held responsible because it has to stop. Mm. Even if it stops with me and he moves on to somebody else, he's a predator, it has to stop. I want the cycle to stop with me. So you record that you're taking back your power when you put down. And it could be an SMS and you back it up. It could be a WhatsApp and you back it up. It could be a voice note of you recording yourself that on this day, this and this and this happened. And you share it with somebody else. Mm. But when you're keeping that record with those emails of those things. You are also building a case that Mm. documents the names, the dates, the places and other people who witnessed it. So you could say it happened in the tea room and Sepisa was standing right next to the door Mm. and we were talking about this and this and this because now you are giving a fuller account of the incident. And then I actually looked at Sepisa, Sepisa looked away and decided she doesn't want to say anything. But I experienced discomfort and I felt violated in that space. Whether Sepisa agrees with me or not is not the point. Mm. The point is you do not doubt yourself. You know you are uncomfortable, you don't don't like it, you're unhappy about it. Cepiso was in the vicinity, did nothing, but that's the point. It happened, and you've recorded it. What happens in those
1: situations? How do you deal with those psychological aspect of Angie was there when Fresh was sexually harassing me and she turned away and decided not to do anything about it. when I make mention of the fact that Angie was there, Angie says, I do not want to get involved.
2: You know what? Um, If if we're making an example of a family member abusing you and you're telling your mom and your mom doesn't believe you, the message is finally, you know, it sinks in very clearly. Mm. that Oh, my gosh, that sense of abandonment, that that, that betrayal from your mom, how could they not believe you? Mm. It's the same thing. It's the same pain. It's the same sense that I'm in this alone. Nobody validates what I'm saying. Therefore, what I'm feeling can be true. And that's why part of what makes the perpetrator powerful and untouchable is that you start doubting yourself. Mm. You start thinking, if everybody's okay with it, okay, um... I guess I should be all right. And even you start thinking, maybe it's because my Mm. ass really Mm. is too big. Mm. So you start hiding your ass. Mm. You start thinking, my boobs are too big. And you start putting two layers of clothing. Mm. Because maybe if you stop attracting it, it will stop. Mm. And that's where we want to start. Just recognize that it is a form of abuse. It is Mm -hmm. a form of, it's a crime. And whether Angie agrees or not, when you are feeling it, and it's important that we emphasize that, you do not want it, whether it's verbal or non-verbal you feel uncomfortable you Mm. feel that it violates you and it impacts your ability to do your work efficiently that is important that's the starting point you don't have to have validation from ng and CP. so go ahead and make a record of it and then take it forward to Mm. who you feel comfortable to do it
0: doc thank you as always for your words Where, where do we find you online
2: um, they can find me at, you always throw me when you ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on Twitter, it's at attend and my email is admin at matengi.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tsepiso Matenji, educational psychologist. Thanks as always, Doc. Now, people sometimes argue that they don't understand what is sexual harassment yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, there is a YouTube video called um, I think it's T Consent mm, Yes, uh, that illustrates um, especially more often than not for men mm. who say I didn't know yeah. it was sexual harassment hopefully this will break it down for you